Hi, I'm Andre. And I'm Allie. And this is the Love is Blind podcast. It sure is. And we are here to talk about season six, episode 11, titled Roller Coaster of Love. And the description is The reunion bash brings closure for some and opens doors for others. Things get real when the brides to be try on dresses and future green. <laughs> future grooms select suits. Should I do that whole thing again? <laughs> future greens? No, it's future fine. greens. Uh, um, we're okay. Before we start, reminder to like this podcast, give us a five star rating, follow us on Instagram at Love Is Blind Podcast. And I think we have a Facebook page. We have too. a Facebook for whoever uses Facebook. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I keep wondering, should we make a TikTok? I don't know. Does anybody here use TikTok? I think a lot of people use TikTok. I think. Oh, yeah. I, it's one of the largest social media platforms this is, in the world. Andre is, Andre is the mastermind behind the social media. So um, One thing I will also add is uh, thank you, everyone, for your patience with episode 10, which had some audio difficulties, uh, as is mentioned in episode 10, if you have listened to it. Um, about six minutes into it, a little weird crackling noise started coming in, and uh, it wouldn't go away for another nine minutes, but we didn't notice until we were finished with the episode. So apologies if you started listening to it and got to crackles. We've replaced the audio file, but if you hit play on whatever your player is and you're still hearing the version with crackling... It means that you probably have uh, the first version kind of downloaded locally to your device. So just try to, you know, clear your cache, unsave the episode. How would you do that? In my case, I scrolled all the way to the end of the episode so and played the last three seconds so that the Spotify app thought that I was done with the episode. Okay. And then I unchecked the little box that uh, made it downloaded and added to my liked episodes. That way, Spotify just said, oh, you're done with this one. I can get rid of it. And then when I went to play it again, it played the brand new version. So okay. that's, that's, that's my walkthrough. Uh <laughs> And, uh, you know, if you're making your own podcasts out there, uh, make sure you have a large input buffer. Uh, you know, that's the technical reason for why what happened happened. Anyway, um, anyway. <laughs> that is not useful to anybody. Um, so let's begin this episode, which I will say uh, I didn't really know what to expect from this episode. Mm-hmm. And... You know, for the most part, after about halfway through, the the first half has some stuff in yeah, it. Yeah, it's like two different episodes merged in one. Yeah. Um, the second half of the episode is a little, I mean, it's, a, we're running into, again, the issue where everything is really nice and happy for the most part. Yeah. In the second half, so. Oh, we'll talk. We'll talk about it. We'll still talk about it. But we start the episode with that same pool party that was happening. Mm -hmm. And someone tells AD that Matthew looks like Clark Kent. I think maybe Jimmy Mm -hmm. is talking to her. Um, And she's intrigued by that. But I think she's mostly just being funny. Um, Right. The real tea happens when... Sarah, Sarah and, and Alejandra show up. And I can't you forget. know our our season favorite Alejandra. 
Uh, Everybody remembers. I genuinely don't remember this, saying. I face. think this might be the first time, maybe in that first episode. But yeah, so yeah. Sarah Ann shows up. There's Laura exchanged is very glances. Upset. Yes, a lot of exchanged glances. Mackenzie immediately intervenes and pulls Sarah Ann aside, and then uh, we have our. The conversation that didn't happen in the last episode, you know, we saw the inklings of it kind of, but we have the Trevor Chelsea conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you think this went? Um, I didn't, I didn't love it. Um, I, we, in the last episode, Jimmy was talking to Jess and we were worried about how that was going to affect his relationship with Chelsea. And it doesn't appear that they really did have a fight about it, which is amazing. But if they had, she wouldn't have had anything to stand on because she's having essentially the same conversation with Trevor. Mm-hmm. He's making a pretty hard move for her, Yeah. which if, if the internet is right and he's actually got another girlfriend, IRL, then obviously that's super messed up but yeah as for how he is right now yeah he's he's pushing pretty hard and Mm -hmm. it's funny because the same thing happens with sarah ann or a similar thing Mm -hmm. and everybody is disliking her but everybody likes trevor i i don't know just like a double standard i guess but um yeah, there's something. I mean, I guess there's something about the fact that Sarah Ann sent that message that I guess is made it an easy way for people to digest that that uh, that information. The fact that she's still making a push for for Jeremy, whereas Trevor, as far as I can tell, and Jess didn't necessarily put that in writing in a way that could be easily shared with other people and made mm. them to you know make them feel a little bit like. Here's the proof. Here's the actual language used. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's it's unfortunate, but I think that that's the maybe truly the only difference. Um, yeah, I think it's because it's happening to Laura, yeah. and Laura is going to make her feelings known. Laura, who yeah. a few episodes episodes ago was encouraging Jess to reach out to Jimmy, right? Right. Yeah, very so, much was. Yeah. Um. It's fine, I guess. I keep hoping that they'll actually get together, Trevor and Chelsea. Although I don't want to put the, I don't, I don't want anybody to be with Chelsea, but I certainly don't want sweet little Jimmy. Sweet little Jimmy. Yeah. I mean, we do get this. I almost, I almost called it an an apology, but first of all, it's not uh. to Jimmy, and it's also not an apology, but it's uh, Chelsea trying to explain her. The, the argument that she had with Jimmy, but really it's just her her feeling as though him going out for an hour and a half was essentially worth tearing him a new one. Just the way she acted towards him in that mm-hmm. episode was pretty terrible. Um, and then to Trevor, she just kind of says, well, I was drunk and uh, I didn't say it the right way. I didn't my say delivery thing, my delivery was off. Was off. 
and which is what she said to Jimmy in last episode. Too. Yeah, she very much still sticks to her message, and it's just saying that the way she delivered that message wasn't okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, it's the most insight that we get from Chelsea, and it ain't much. Yeah. And that I think says it all. Yeah, you do. You do get a little bit of a glimpse of the fact that. Um, you know, Chelsea is, I think, bothered by this, by the amount of arguments that she's having with Jimmy. Mm-hmm. I suspect that she may be at the root of many of these arguments, but that's also, you know, we're, we only, we have only seen three total, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean there haven't been more, mm-hmm. but just based on the pattern that we've been seeing, that seems to be potentially the root of them. Um... But yeah, we get we get the we get the Trevor Chelsea meetup, and then yeah. we have uh, awkward interaction with Jimmy. I mean, I okay, I call it awkward, but it's actually like it's weirdly wholesome that Jimmy and Trevor seem to have no love lost between the two of them. They're just kind of like, hey, we're buddies, we're fine, we're fine with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Jimmy gives Trevor a little kiss on the cheek. They give each other a hug, and. Uh, and then we have this very interesting moment where I believe Amy and Johnny are around mm-hmm. and Chelsea refers to them as our best couple. The strongest couple. The strongest couple. And Jimmy does not take that well. He Mm-mm. does not like it. And there's there's this back and forth of like, it was a joke. Yeah, I took it as a joke. No, it wasn't a joke. No, actually, I'm a little bit upset. Where you can't, they're both kind of chuckling and laughing and you can't tell how upset Jimmy is about this um, and how much it really bothered him. I think there's a part of Jimmy that wants them to be the strongest couple. Mm-hmm. He's been doing that since the very beginning. Even mm-hmm. when they were having trouble, he was describing to people like, oh, we're the we're the, the happiest people here. We're the best people here. And we, we've even commented on that when they first uh, got to the Dominican Republic and they were talking about when they first mm-hmm. kind of got together, all the couples, and Jimmy described their couple as being the strongest. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know if I see that. Yeah, I don't. But it seems to be the story that he's also choosing to tell himself. Um, that, it makes me wonder what his past relationships were like. Yeah, you know, it's very possible that he hasn't had a great history in dating. And uh, for what it's worth... I feel like that is kind of a thing in this show is that the people who arrive at the show and are interested so much in going through this experiment that ends in marriage, a lot of the times it's because they've had difficulties in past past mm-hmm. relationships, maintaining relationships, finding the person that really matches them, you know, a variety of different reasons. But certainly it's it's likely related to them not having had the best of luck in the past. Mm-hmm. On the comment about uh, Amy and Johnny are the strongest couple that upset Jimmy. Mm-hmm. I think I wanted his reaction to mean that not all is well between the two of them, really. Mm. Just like I want to view his conversation with Jess as acting out. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know that I'm right about that. I might be having some wishful thinking Hmm. 
because later on he says everything's great between them. Yeah, I just... Yeah, it's the type of thing that if the shoe were on the other foot would... If if Jimmy had said, oh, they're the strongest couple, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of like his offhand comment about AD mm-hmm. and how that led to a huge, huge issue. Right. It's just that Chelsea, I don't think, really has insight into how she behaves and certainly doesn't hold herself to the same standard as she holds others. It's just irritating to watch. Yeah. And we won't find out next week until uh, who gets married, but I hope I hope it's not them. Yeah. <sighs> That, I know. I'm worried. I'm that, worried. The cliffhanger at the end of the episode, I'm I'm afraid, is just uh, a dramatic pause. Yeah, I a don't long, think it long dramatic anything. pause, which we that that has happened certainly many times yeah. in this episode, where there's a dramatic pause and then at the end there's like and nothing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We then have Laura and Jeremy have a discussion, which is I didn't expect that they were ever going to speak. Um. I, I thought that they were going to kind of just ignore each other the entire day. Um, and they're, they're just, they're, they're talking past each other to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. He has his story. She has a story that is, well, pretty accurate, but both of them kind of were reacted to each other in a way that was uh, just kind of hot emotions. Right. Mm-hmm. I think Jeremy's attempt of like, oh, I wanted to send you flowers, uh, you know, like too little too late. I don't think that he, he was really trying to rescue the relationship. I think he yeah. was trying to save face a little bit. But um, well, I think the reality is that he did what he did in part because he doesn't really want to be with Laura. Yeah. So when he's in a position where he's feeling like he has to fight to be with Laura. It's like. She wants him to come to the table and him on the other side is probably thinking, well, okay, but what for? Like, what am I atoning for here? Mm-hmm. And like the Gottman method, they're like these couple of counselors when there's infidelity, there has to be a period of atonement after a lot of different uh, therapy techniques talk about this. Mm-hmm. But I think in his mind, he's sort of like, why would I put myself through that to be with somebody who's pretty mean to me? Yeah. And... I get that. Um, again, what Jeremy did and will do this episode, very not okay. But I also wouldn't want to really fight for a relationship where the person I'm with is trying to make me feel bad all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, for what it's worth, Laura n- nails it several times in terms of pointing out that he's immature. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> so is she. Yeah. Yeah. Again, can you imagine working for her? Oh. <laughs> uh. Yeah. That would be tricky. Yeah. And how her family doesn't like her. Yeah. <laughs> her meanness is apparent. Trevor yeah. even says something about it in this episode, but Yeah. Cuz she she was his number 2. Mhm. Yeah. Mhm. So both of them got a lot to work a, a lot of work to do on themselves and it seems like they're not going to do it, so yeah, they'll get as far as they get with that. I mean the the 
the fact that he's already packed up all of her stuff is also pretty telling mm-hmm. um, because there there are so many moments in in this episode and past moments in past episodes where Jeremy is he's claiming on one hand he's like I'm I'm trying to keep this together while with the other hand is tearing it apart you know in the same way that like he stays with Sarah Ann the whole night and then comes back and tries to uh, play it off like he gets angry with Laura and then attempts to send her flowers he mm-hmm. he's doing these kind of like very shallow attempts at recovery or keeping things together almost like look at face fat look can't you see i'm trying um but he's not trying like he's not actually putting any real effort into things he's Mm-mm. he's just making he's a show box. of it yeah. yeah exactly yeah and you know at the end laura tells him to go kick rocks with open-toed shoes which is a fun expression <laughs> yeah yeah i think i think he's wanting to apologize ish mm-hmm. while at the same time wanting something from laura like some sort of soft entry point or for her to be different yeah. um Again, he's someone that doesn't have a lot of tools. Right, right. So, he's, yeah. Uh, Then the other side of the equation is Sarah Ann's conversation with A.D. Where A.D., you know, I really like A.D., but this isn't the first time she's had, like, a get real with other people about their relationships. Yeah. Um, this one, from my perspective, seemed unnecessary. Yeah. Like, she really kind of stuck her, like, her fingers into a, a, a pie that didn't, she didn't need to look into, right? She, she started talking to Sarah Ann and kind of, I, I don't know, she's trying to get an explanation out of her. I guess I, I don't really know what her end goal is, right? I think to get Sarah Ann to say she did something bad. Yeah, but I guess I guess what what does that earn her? What does that get her? Because you know, at this point, Laura and Jeremy are clearly kind of they're broken up. They're they're not going anywhere uh, together, and Ad is not necessarily even saying that the split is Sarah Ann's fault. She's more just calling her out on sending just that one message, mm-hmm. and just saying like, "Hey, why would you send that message?" Mm-hmm. And I have to admit that I kind of buy what Sarah Ann is saying, which yeah. is like, hey, I, I got out of the pods before any of you all. And when I got out, or like not before, but you guys were still, you were on your uh, engagement, uh, like honeymoon, and I was back in the real world. And I sent that message with just that in mind, that I, I missed the person that I had made a connection with. And yeah, she probably didn't think at all about Laura in that moment. Mm-mm. But I I feel that it's I don't know. All fair in love and war. Yeah, to a certain extent, I was like, yeah, she didn't she didn't say you should leave Laura. Right. She didn't say uh, I am better. She just said, hey, if this doesn't work out, 
just FYI, I'm I'm still game. Even though you broke up with me, and maybe from your perspective you might think that there isn't anything, I'm just letting you know that there is. Yeah. Um so I I think I just I see her perspective. Yeah. I'm not necessarily saying it was right or wrong, but I think I just I I see her perspective a lot more and I'm not entirely certain why AD has chosen to attack it. Yeah, well, AD says she's team Laura. And I yeah, think that's I guess the, that's the, thing. the answer, right? right. Is yeah. that Laura has Laura's like, you know, a mean girl and she's mm. decided that Sarah Ann is the one to target. And so she's gotten people to gang up, gang up on her. And hey, like, I wouldn't like it if I were Laura. And Sarah Ann had sent a message to my fiance. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't like it. I don't think it's unreasonable for Laura to not like it. Mm-hmm. Um, the the attacking Sarah Ann does seem to be overkill. Uh because I agree with you. I believe I I can absolutely empathize with where Sarah Ann was coming from, where it's the pods, who the hell knows? This is love is blind all the time. Relationships don't work out. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they had no connection and she just came across this couple that was engaged and then decided to insert herself in. Like they had a connection before there was an engagement and and I understand wanting to say like, Hey, I'm going to wish you the best, but if for whatever reason that doesn't work out, don't forget about me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I, I actually don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. I understand why it upset Laura. Yeah, totally. But I don't think it makes Sarah Ann a bad person. Yeah. She's not, she's not a villain. Yeah. Yeah. And so we do until, see until yeah well uh, <laughs> they do uh, Jeremy and Sarah Ann go off and have a conversation in which Sarah Ann kind of opens up uh, about how she's been made to feel mm-hmm. and she's being bullied yeah yeah she is being bullied and people are kind of ganging up on her and even if these aren't people that she wants to be friends with it's still hurtful to be made to feel like you're a bad person mm-hmm. right doesn't matter who it is it's just it's always going to feel bad and jeremy is doesn't he doesn't really get it um he he's backing her up but he also doesn't understand why she's upset and to a certain extent because he's like <laughs> i he's 13 and doesn't understand feelings his energy is like how long do i have to keep hearing you out on this before i can say i'm interested in you uh, or rather, how long do I have to listen to this before I can say, let's go on jet skis? Yeah. <laughs> he's, I bet he, pro- probably from his vantage point on this dock where they're having a conversation in Adirondack, Adirondack chairs, there he's just like looking out at some guy setting up a couple of jet skis and he's like, Ooh, we should, we mm-hmm. could, we could be jet skiing right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as, as, uh, sort of, childish moves go having the two people who are like the little pariahs of the gang just kind of be like we're gonna go do this incredibly loud activity just off to the side just drawing attention to ourselves to and to the fact that we're like together out here on this pond on this lake wherever they're at yeah um 
And yeah, you can tell you can tell that even though Laura is like she's processed a lot of anger throughout these past few days, that this is still hurtful, right? Mm-hmm. Because in every single one of these situations, you have to remember that these people said yes to an engagement, yeah. and like she had feelings for Jeremy, and it is uh, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty messed up that he's just kind of like, all right, well, I don't like to live in these like uh, upsetting feelings. I'm going to go have fun mm-hmm, on a jet ski. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. For Laura, I can't tell. It was a real question for me is, is she crying because she's sad about Jeremy breaking her heart? Or is she crying because she is embarrassed? Like she she lost Hmm. you know i don't i don't believe laura ever really loved jeremy in that deep way no but i can i can a hundred percent see that it it's i think the thing that she mentions where she says that he was supposed to protect her heart the way she puts it but at the very least he was supposed to be kinder and gentler with her than he was yeah like there's an at least uh, uh, some kind of an expectation that the person that you you say you're engaged with Will is be going to a kind decent person yeah and i yeah. think that she she had her kind of her heart broken to a certain extent by jeremy's actions earlier but this is just like an actual like this isn't any this isn't any sort of um dissembling about like oh i was gone until 6 a.m oh what actually mm-hmm. happened whatever this is just kind of a slap in the face and just kind of being like yeah look whatever i don't even care about you anymore i i don't i care about you so little i've moved on within the the five minutes from our conversation and i'm now having like fun of my you know the best time on a on a jet ski yeah he's he so the level of like just completely shifted investment from being like a moment earlier being like i i was still open to you coming back to i'm gonna jet ski now is the equivalent of kenneth telling Brittany, uh okay yeah i guess we're broken up i'm gonna go stay with my friend yeah i'm on my way yeah yeah it's it's that it's that shit that rapid shift that makes you think like oh i trusted in something that i guessed wasn't there yeah exactly i think laura feels foolish Mm. more than she feels necessarily sad yeah, I, yes, then, I guess, yes. Yeah, yeah, which is probably right, because right away she was sort of like, I don't know about this dude. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember them. I remember them having not terrible interactions. I don't remember them having moments where I was like, wow, these two, I really get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So they, Sarah Ann and Jeremy, in an act of rebellion, go out on the jet skis, and it's yeah. a big F you to to everybody there but that might be the last we hear of laura and jeremy maybe until the reunion reunion. yeah Yeah. do you think that sarah ann and uh jeremy's date they might date i don't think they'll be together i I don't think i i just don't get the vibes from jeremy that he's gonna stick with anybody for a very long time right now yeah He, he needs a bunch of growing yeah, I think Sarian's also gonna see that like he's not, he needs that. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, we have a scene with jealousy. Um, uh, yes, we do. The ice sculpture scene. I, there's nothing to say about this 
I think, in part, other than what you're going to say, <laughs> but from my perspective, there's nothing to say about this other than at this point, I don't even want to see good scenes between the two of them. Because every time I see mm. a good scene between the two of them, I think, oh, this makes it more likely that you're going to say yes. And I, I just don't want that at all. Yeah. So I'm like, cool. You seem like you're closer to getting married. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Next. Yeah. I, I, I don't really have anything to say about the ice sculpting scene either. Yeah. Except uh, the, the ice sculpture seemed cool. <laughs> yeah. I did have a thought. When we, oh yeah, uh, get to the wedding dresses. That last season we were talking a lot about how there was only two couples. Mm -hmm. And this season there's only three Hmm. that have made it to this point. Right. So it's, we'll see where this season ranks in the Love is Blind catalog. I was trying to think of what my favorite seasons were in order today but Mm -hmm. i don't know where this one will land i think it depends (laughs) on how these last few episodes shake out right but yeah we go there's another cute scene that spoiler alert this episode is a lot of cute scenes so it's probably going to be short (laughs) our recap is going to be short i mean yeah and clady's making shoes yeah they clady's making shoes which uh seems like a fun activity I wonder how uh, I genuinely watched this scene and was wondering, I wonder how uh, permanent that paint is. I like shoes. Yeah. I like a good It'd shoe. It would be a fun activity to do. Together. It would be a fun activity. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it, it seems like a fun thing to do together. They seem like a fun couple. I like them. I've mm-hmm. said this before. I will say it again, most likely. But I, I get good vibes from them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am hopeful. Mm-hmm. And then we have an Amy and Johnny scene where they talk about birth control. Birth control. Um, Controlling the births. And. Uh, <laughs> vasectomy, not for me. Vasectomy, no, that sounds like too bad. <laughs> Male contraception, uh uh-uh, uh, that sounds like too much work. I'm going to have you do more work. Yeah. Guys, we can we can handle some of this stuff. It's, There's it's okay. options. There's options. There's male condoms. Yeah, the, 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 or they're not male condoms. There's, you know, there are male condoms. <laughs> there are male condoms. <laughs> um, Guys can do that. There's also female condoms. <laughs> totally. The sponge. Remember the sponge? The sponge, Seinfeld yeah. Fans. I don't know why <laughs> IUD is not an option. But all, all that stuff's for her. Um, there are fewer options for men. That's a lot to do with the research that's been put into this kind of a thing. You know, that's beyond the two of them. Mm -hmm. Um, I, but yeah, he's basically like, you got to get on, on the pill or on some form of birth control. It's a complicated thing because honestly, if I were him, I wouldn't feel comfortable having sex with somebody that I knew that that could result in or was much more likely to result in pregnancy when I really didn't feel ready. Mm-hmm. So I understand. And the reality is that that places the burden on women apart from what is at the end of the day, a pretty extreme 
tact, tact of a vasectomy, you know? Yeah. So a lot of the issue here is just that there's not great options for men. And there should be. And it sounds like that's changing, but... This is a this is a tough one because I also fully understand her position of like this is my body, and I don't want to put things in it unnecessarily. And I think he gets that too. Yeah, I think they're both trying to figure out like what is fair here, you know? Yeah. Now, okay, I'm gonna point something out that Amy says, and I'm yeah. wondering whether I missed something. I had the same thought. Yeah. She mentions a condition. Yeah, I don't I don't remember hearing about that, but Oh guys, what did we miss? I don't know. You all have to let us know. What did we miss? I'm sure we missed something. Um but uh she mentions uh that she's considered birth control before before Johnny because of because of my condition she says Mm -hmm. and i don't know what that is yeah i it would would be entirely speculation i have of course i've speculated but it's healthcare. i want to yeah not put that into the public but she'll disclose if she wants to disclose you know yes and ultimately i think that the thing that bugs me ultimately is the fact that birth control uh for women is still a it's still a thing that affects a woman's body it still is forcing a woman to go through changes it's for like depending on whether you're doing hormones or you know different kinds of birth control there there's a variety of different kinds that are available but ultimately it still results in a change in even if temporary in a woman's body and it's kind of frustrating to me that uh, Johnny gets to sort of be like, well, the vasectomy seems like too much of a change for my body, so I mm-hmm. don't want it. Like he, he, it feels like he he's taking advantage of some sort of, some form of privilege. Um, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm sure there may be uh, people out there who would disagree with me, but everything I've known about a vasectomy is that it's a safe and simple procedure, and that it is pretty easily reversible. It sounds like it's an emotional response for him. Like he yeah. looked it up and he was like, they're going to do what to my what? Oh. Yeah. And I'm sure he's probably read a thing saying like, what, what, give me instances right. where it's not reversible or whatever. And there's like, also a whole masculinity thing here. Yeah. That I'm sure he subscribes to. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm, but they do seem to be able to talk about it and they seem to be hearing each other, yeah. which I liked seeing. Yeah. Yeah. So then we move to the dress and suit shopping. Dress and suit. We have, I love when Nick Lachey <laughs> comes in. The guys like kind of don't give an F. Like, like oh, Nick's you like, were, come on over. Were you famous? That's, you were famous, right? <laughs> it almost feels like the guys are like, who are you? Mm-hmm. Because again, I just think it's so comical that Vanessa and Nick are supposed to be like everybody's best friend here. I'm like, no one, no one believes this. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't. Right. If okay, listeners, if you think that Vanessa and Nick really bond with the participants of Love Is Blind, please message me. <laughs> okay. Um. We expect your comments on the Love Is Blind podcast Instagram. Hmm. But it's cute. The When I was talking with Andre about doing this episode, I was like, well, it's a lot of shopping, so 
will mostly be. <laughs> this might be a short recap. Um, everybody seems really happy. Irritatingly, Jimmy seems really happy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I loved I loved all the dresses that the girls ended up choosing. Yeah, we get to to meet more family family that we haven't met yet, mm-hmm. which is interesting. That's that's always interesting that we haven't gotten to see some of these mm-hmm. folks in the meeting family uh, scenes yeah. earlier on. There's a lot of meeting new family, meeting new friends that we haven't seen. Um, and, you know, that's kind of true on both sides. Um, we get to see Jimmy's friends and Clay's <laughs> friends. This, this part where Jimmy says, talking to Nick Lachey, and he's like, but you told me to trust the process, and I did. And it cuts to Nick Lachey's face, and his expression to me is like, did I say that? I don't remember. I guess. If you say so, buddy. All Just right. Let's silent. move on to some suits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. I, don't, I just don't really care for Nick and Vanessa. Yeah. Um. So, uh, needless to say, you know, cute scenes, cute, cute stuff, conversations. Couple Joshes. Uh, a lot of, uh, you know, emotional, like, unveilings of dresses and veils. Um. Everybody looks fantastic. Um, it's, yeah. It's it's real, real. It's really nice. It's really sweet, but yeah. there's not much to debrief about it. I think so. Maybe we can leap ahead to the dates. The, the final, final dates. dates. The yes. Final dates. First, we have Clay D. They yeah. have a very cute date. Yeah. They have a they have a little. I think it's like a rooftop dinner Mm -hmm. situation uh i really like how excited clay is to be a dad Mm -hmm. um i like how into each other they are Mm -hmm. and how into lifting each other up they are um there's you know having seen some of these last date sort of scenarios play out in Mm -hmm. past seasons it's so nice to just see one where it's just kind of like oh you guys are just you're you're everything is good along Everything here is good. Um, same thing with Amy and Johnny. Mm-hmm. They have a little glamping. They have a little campfire situation. I'm yeah, glamping is. I don't even know what that is. They are they're in a full on tent cabin. Um, yeah, little bungalow it's glamping, situation. Glamping, my friend. Is that glamping? Yeah. I guess I don't know. I like to hoof it. Yeah, I'm. I don't. Yeah. I will. Yeah, we will see. But. I've been known to glamp. You have been known to glamp. Um, but they seem to get along. Although that, where they're staying is like nicer than any place I ever glamped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they have the golden gobs. Anywhere you can be out mm-hmm. camping and have a golden gob and a full uh, gas grill. And she's dressed in like her full leather outfit. Yeah. <laughs> for the campfire. <laughs> you know, you know, camp, you know like you wear clothes. Like you wear at a campsite. Yeah. I think she has like a touch of flannel on where it's like I'm playing the part of someone who's camping. Mm-hmm. But they are very, they're very cute together. I yeah. like seeing them. And I like how Johnny comments on the fact that she's extra kissy today. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we come to our our final scene, which we, you know, you called this. You were like, I, I guess we're waiting for this particular scene to close out the episode. Yeah, I was like, absolutely, it's ending with these two. Yeah, of course it is. Mm-hmm. They get a little bit of a 
a lone visit to a park. I initially thought it might have been sunrise, but I can tell later on just the amount of time that passes. I'm sure that it's actually sunset. I'm sure the park closed at sunset for everybody, and then they were just like Netflix paid them a bunch of money to to keep it open for this mm-hmm. for these two, and paid one one one, uh, one, one attendant, person. yeah, one attendant to be like, okay, uh, the basketball now. Okay, now we do this other uh, attraction. Uh, you can kind of see him wandering in the background of some of the scenes. <laughs> um, I would love this. I would love a theme park to myself. Theme park to yourself is a great, great yeah, date idea. I guess if I have to marry Jimmy too. Yeah, if we can, if you can score that as a date idea, theme park to yourself is a really good one. Yeah. 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 We just saw an employee walk by, and Andre's like, "Who's this guy?" No, it's the it's the same guy. He, the, he's it's the same. Probably just one employee. It's just. I think I've heard of this as a thing where you can rent out a theme park. I mean, co- companies do it. Yeah. So it must be a doable thing. Well, we had, I think we had a, a similar similar comments in season five where we had uh, Milton and Lydia having their dinner right. in a rock the museum. rock museum. And then there was just like this attendant that kept coming up just as yeah. they were having really intense conversations. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's like, a little bit more water. And they had the <laughs> aviation museum for yeah. uh, Stacy and Izzy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their date seems to be going well. <laughs> yeah, your favorite, right? Yeah. she's Chelsea's your new uh, Uche. No, I hated Uche way more. Okay. <laughs> I guess maybe with Chelsea, you just understand where she's... Not where she's coming from, but maybe understand the... the um, how should I say this? The the behavioral pattern makes a little bit more sense. I don't know. I'm to be honest, it might just be because she's a woman. I don't know, but I think, and I'm probably biased because I'm also a woman. Um, I think there's also like Chelsea is so preposterous in the way she says things that it's like when Uche would was saying his stuff, he was just sort of deadly strong and fierce and really intimidating Mm -hmm. i think with chelsea there's not that same intimidation which hey chelsea is still just replay basically every episode of our podcast this season you're gonna hear my thoughts on chelsea but yeah when i compare her to uche sure it'd be fun for us to listen to our first episode and see what we thought about chelsea i guess yeah Or she you seemed guys can fine. Do she seemed did, fine in the pods. Did we like her? We don't remember. I think we. I think we liked her just fine. We actually just wanted her to be with Trevor. I think. Yeah, that's true. But the episode ends with Jimmy asking, "Are do you think you're gonna say yes at the altar?" And she's on the verge of tears, looking away so hard, pursing her lips. She is just, the episode ends with her seeming to try not to cry. And I'm, I'm just a little bit afraid that the episode will, the next episode will begin with her going like, of course I'm going to say yes. Or it's going to be, of course I'm going to say yes. Why would you even ask that? And then she's going to get mad at him. I think it's either going to be, of course I'm going to say yes. And this was heavily edited or it's going to reignite their fight about well, I don't know if I can trust you with these things. Hmm. So, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, like her, 
her bargaining chip. But that's where it ends. That is where it ends. Um, I am so... As much as I wanted there to be another fight with jealousy <laughs> not because i want to see them fight but because like i was hoping that we would get the opportunity for him for him to really like leave mm-hmm. you know so that didn't happen and because that means they're still together that's disappointing um mm-hmm. but as far as like us having to recap and watch an episode i'm really relieved those are so tough to watch yeah. Yeah. So. On that note, we are going to see you all when the next batch of episodes comes out. Which it's just is one. One episode. Is it just the one? The epi- weddings. Just the one? Oh, and then reunion, I guess, right? Is mm-hmm. that the idea? Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. I'm caught up, y'all. So, yeah. Please, again, follow us. Love is Blind podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your tell your enemies. Um, Ask your local sparkling water company if they would like to they, put a small. They can uh, help us out. Host red ad. Already. Mostly to go buy sparkling water today. Mo- look, Jeez. we're we're mostly trying to cover the cost that we're paying to advertise this podcast. <laughs> that would be nice. Uh, since we are. We're just, that's just coming out of our pockets. People you could tell, your dentist, <laughs> your primary care, any specialists. The conversation begins by saying, person. hey, have you seen that Netflix show, Love is Blind? Should we model it? Sure. Go ahead. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, do you watch Love is Blind? Uh, I've heard about it. What is it? Oh my gosh. It's the show on Netflix. It's this reality TV show. You got to watch it. Oh, I'm fully convinced. I will. I will put it on my list tonight. You know what you should do? And actually, the only reason I even watch it is so I can hear this podcast about it afterwards. It's called the Love is Blind podcast. What's a podcast? A podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Podcast is like, a, it's like a recorded radio. Recorded radio. I yeah, love radio. You can radio. play on demand. I love radio. Yeah. It sounds fantastic. But it's these. it's this adorable couple that talks about each episode and offers insights that sometimes I agree with, sometimes I don't agree with, but it's interesting nonetheless, and I highly recommend it. Sounds per- sounds perfect for me. Great. It will match my lifestyle. What a, what a pleasant interaction. Uh, okay, now open wide, I am your dentist. See? <laughs> See, yeah, just be that's like that. how it goes. Natural. <laughs> okay, y'all. <laughs> We'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.